welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. Welcome to the St. Andrew's Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us for another episode here. It's so wonderful to be a part of the St. Andrew's family where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. And I hope today finds you very well. And I hope you are on that journey of becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. And today I'm in studio with my two good friends, Pastor DA and Jeff Smith. How are we doing today? Okay, so I'm trying to think of the appropriate word to describe my mental state right now. Oh, okay. the, the first one that comes to mind is distracted uh, <laughs> because last week we had snow on the ground and yes. you know we can't get outside, we can't do anything. And it is amazingly beautiful out there today, yes, and I'm right? distracted yeah. because I want to be out there. The sun is shining, it's beautiful. the wind's not blowing, yeah. only... In Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. <laughs> that is so uh, true. Beyond that, I'm doing well. How are oh, you doing today? I'm doing great. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yes, I agree. This weather's been kind of uh, bipolar, if you will. Um, That's a the, great way. Yes. Polar hot. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're also talking about more winter weather next Thursday. Well, they are? I, yes. I actually think on Sunday... It's supposed to be, well, it's supposed to be called Saturday, of okay. course, because uh, I have to do something Saturday that I have to be outside for, so it's going to be cold. Of course, it will be right. And maybe a little rain on Sunday. Oh, but, goodness. Yeah. Yes. You just never know what you're going to get nope. in this grand state of Oklahoma. Okay, so we have been in the middle of the series, Create, and I... Honestly, I just absolutely love what we're doing this year. Number one, because it's different right. than things we have done in the past. And number two, it has it has created <laughs> it has created Segway. Uh, yes uh, interest in people that I haven't quite seen before. And, and let me tell you what I mean. People will come up to me on Sunday mornings and they they will say to me. Okay, tell me more about create and tell me about the cling you've given to me. And what am I supposed to do when I look at the cling every morning? What is it supposed to remind me of? And it's this great conversation starter because we really have been diving into it, but it's also such a big, vast idea and has so many wonderful things, uh, components to it. So I love that, uh, that we're doing something new. We're doing something I, I appreciate time. you sharing that. I was unaware of that. I, I get a lot of people coming up to me and saying just, how much they're getting out of the sermon series yeah. right now, which again, I think we talked last week about how, you know, uh, day five, God created this. Uh, let's all stand and we'll have the benediction. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, it, again, it's been challenging me to really have to dig mm -hmm. into the scriptures deeper and listen to what God is saying and yeah. discover, you know, what God is revealing. Yeah. And, you know, it, selfishly, I am getting a lot out of it, even if nobody else is. <laughs> I just think it really, really is great. And this past week, we talked about God's creation of fish and birds. birds. So before we really dive into the meat <laughs> i'm really on a roll today <laughs> poultry right, and we, the poultry maybe and a little <laughs> shellfish <laughs> right <laughs> oh, before we dive into that though i have dive i have a question <laughs> for 
<laughs> we knew before we started this podcast today that this was going to be an interesting podcast yes. because we're all in kind of silly moods today. So we apologize in advance. But my question for y'all is, do you have a favorite bird or fish? Yes. <laughs> Good. That's all we need to know. Okay. Let's wrap it up. There we go. <laughs> no, tell us what it is. Okay. So, um, you know, when I think of birds, one of my favorite birds is the bald eagle. Yeah, yeah. You know, when when you, of course, it's America's symbol of yes. freedom and strength and majesty and and pride. Um, but gosh, back when I was in college, I actually coached girls softball. Had a uh-huh. coach fast pitch a competitive team, and we were the War Eagles. Oh, and I like so that. you know, that's yes. eh, cool. I like like right. eagles. Uh, but then when I went to seminary, this. Uh, Lutheran pastor preached a sermon and essentially it was about eagles uh-huh. and having coached this team and everything I'm like that that is phenomenal mm. to think about eagles you know and just a few quick facts you know is um sorry if y'all heard that that was my <laughs> son texting me and my phone was buzzing um that um you know, you'll hear people say eagles don't fly, they soar. Right. And in fact, what they can do is whether it's on a tree or on a, a cliff or something, mm-hmm. they can spread their wings and they sense the air currents and uh-huh. know just the right time to let it lift them up. And so they don't have to flap and work hard. And yeah. there's some uh, beauty in that when we talk about, you know, being filled with the Holy Spirit that we just, yeah. we wait for the moving of the Spirit at the right time and, and we soar. Yeah. Or... Um, and an eagle can actually hover hmm. like a hummingbird. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So those are just a few That's facts. Amazing, I can I can tell you it? more facts about that. But yeah. uh, you know, and a fish typically any fish on the end of my line that would <laughs> you know favorite. take the bait is is fun. And I'm a catch and release guy. I'm not opposed to eating them. I just like to catch fish. Yeah, yeah. So how about y'all? Oh, what about you, Jeff? Uh, so I guess my favorite bird. Mm-hmm. Um, just how, how colorful they are. Yes. It'd be like a macaw. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, yes. Just uh, how how bright and vibrant their feathers are, yes. you know. And, I mean, they're just not just one solid color. You mm-hmm. know, there's three, four, five different colors on some of them. So right, right. Uh, that, that just amazes me, mm-hmm. that diversity, even in that bird. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just blows yeah. me away yeah. and then as far as my favorite fish i'm a big science nerd mm-hmm. and a uh, big fascination with marine biology so yeah. uh my favorite fish is a lobed finned fish called sarcop sarcop deteriorate wow so, say that three times fast <laughs> uh, yeah i could barely get that one out um but it's a lobe finned fish that everybody thought was um extinct several years thousands of years oh, ago wow. and was just rediscovered uh within the past 50 years off the coast of madagascar so that is very cool that you could really cool. preach on that the whole idea of we thought we were extinct but we're yeah. not like, yeah oh, that would be good no oh. the dry bones sorry i'm going into yeah. thought mode that's very go. very good yeah exactly it's a whole revelation. if we were on camera people would have just seen my thought mode face <laughs> <laughs> They might have been scared. They'll be able to see coming up here. Shameless plug. Uh, yeah. So, so how about you? Oh. Favorite bird? You know, so I would fish. say, honestly, that... Uh, um, okay, so here's the thing. If you come by my office during the week, uh, and you guys have experienced this as you sit in there, I have the 
YouTube channel on called Scenic Relaxation. So whoever's listening today, if you have not checked that out, it is one of the coolest YouTube channels because not only do they travel around the world and do videos of different places, but lately they have done an animals uh-huh. one and then they've done a birds video. And I'm telling you, like after hearing these messages on what you're preaching on and then watching these animals, it just blows me away because there's so many animals that we will never get to experience. And and then in this video, they're just right there. And I have no idea what, what this particular bird was called, but it was a bird that looks like a very large guinea hen. And the, the thing about it was it, every single feather, which was a long skinny feather, was blue and silver tipped. I was going to say, you're making the, the flume kind of yeah. yes. helping people translate what I'm watching. Right. <laughs> That's exactly but it, right. A long flume, plume. Yes. I guess a feather's a plume. Plume. Or yeah. like a mini peacock. Kind of, yes, yeah. without the fan of the, you right. know, the Like tail. a turkey or. Yeah, but just amazing color. The vibrancy of that just blows me away. And the other thing about fish that blows me away with, with what God has done, because I've snorkeled. Uh, in the Caribbean once, and I remember thinking, okay, all these fish are underwater. We will only get to see them if you're underwater with them. Right. But their colors are so vibrant. vibrant. Like God decided to make fish with colors so vibrant, even if nobody was really going to see them, just because it gives him pleasure. Yeah. You know, to make things beautiful. I just think that's... Uh, you awesome. know, and, and I can get lost in that, just thinking of different animals and how they look and yeah. what they do, and I, I can really get lost in that. Uh, but won't lead us there now other than to say when we see those things, it's like, man, how awesome is God? How awesome is God? How yes. awesome is God? So well, an interesting thing happens when we read the uh, creation story in Genesis chapter 1. Um, most people probably can quote Genesis 1-1 by heart. You know, In the mm-hmm. beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. And the word create, um, the the Hebrew word that is used to translate into that, I don't know if it's bara or bara, right. not exactly sure how that is pronounced. Um, but we get the sense when we read the creation story that God created the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. And then it says, and so God said, let there be light. And that was day one. And it's like day one, two, three, four. Uh, it's like God created and now he's taking the stuff he has created, and he's making light, and he's making sky, mm-hmm. and he's making dry land and gathering the waters. He's making plants and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, we never see the word bara used again mm-hmm. until day five. Wow. And at that point, uh, it's, you know, again, I'm just, you know, it gives you the impression that, okay, so God made all the He created, now he's making all this, uh-huh. and now he's going to create again yes. so he can add to his creation the mm-hmm. way, you know, an artist may, I've got all my paint, now I'm going to do this. Okay, yeah. now I'm going to mix paint, and I'm going to create something yeah. different. And so um, water and air creatures, birds, fish, uh, were different because, once again, God is creating differently. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we touched on in the sermon is that God creates so that creation is interactive. Mm-hmm. You know, plants, they bear seeds mm-hmm. and, and fruit grows from that but now with the creation of animals animals have to cooperate to reproduce mm-hmm. i mean if you go fishing i guess you could cut an earthworm in two and, you know <laughs> end up with two worms right but uh we're, we're now seeing something different mm-hmm. about how god has created and because of that we know that god again is interactive mm-hmm. with us mm-hmm. i loved that point because 
uh, it really does draw out of that passage of scripture something that is so relevant to us today. Because when you think about how God created us to interact with one another, and he created us to be in community, he created us in such a way that we can interact with him, that, again, it shows us the nature of God in the creation story, because that's so much of what we learn is about the, the nature of God in the story. The other thing I think is really interesting, too, is that, you know, you've led us up to this point where um, God has, has in a sense, painted the canvas. Right. Like we've got the earth, we've got the land and the water and the sky and the, and the plants, stuff. Yeah. yeah, all the stuff. And another thing I think we see about the nature of God in this is that he always it has, it, even from the beginning of time, has prepared a way for his creation. Right. So instead of, you know, God could have totally, like, made humans and plopped them in the void and made birds and plopped them in the void and then been like, oh, wait a minute, I probably should create something for them to live in. No, he didn't do it backwards. He did it the right way in terms of preparing for us all that we would need. Right. God uh, sets it up, you know, in creating, separating the dry land from the water and then covering with plants. Mm -hmm. God is setting it up. So now that it planet the earth that god is creating is capable of sustaining life Mm -hmm. and so since we've got this water now i think the actual translation says let the waters team with creatures Uh you know of of the sea so Uh god separated the waters uh and now it's it's filled with with fish and shellfish and and you know sponges and coral and 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 all these kind of things Uh one of the things that i i get kind of curious about is when it says god you know has all the waters in one place and it's like but we've got salt water and we've got fresh water and how does that uh-huh, work? And uh-huh. you know, if, if it rains or if it snows and that water drains off and it goes in a lake and in a river and it ends up becoming salt water <laughs> right. eventually, yeah. uh, it, it's really interesting that way. Mm-hmm. But but now part of what we're seeing, and, and, and the scripture doesn't really talk about this, but mm-hmm. when we think about the reality of creation and how God interacts with us because we see creation interacting, yeah. uh, you know, a bird may, uh, you know, a vegetarian bird, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it may eat the plant, you right, know, or, right. or a fish may, um, if you have a big pond and yeah. it's being overgrown with, you know, moss, algae, yeah. uh, you can get what's called a grass carp. It's a vegetarian fish. Uh-huh. It's going to eat the moss in your pond to help yeah. your pond not be overcome. Yeah. Um, but when they started creating the animals and, and, you know, I don't think in a bee actually qualifies as a flying creature of the air, like a bird. (laughs) (laughs) Nevertheless, uh, we now see that, you know, flowers are not pollinated Mm -hmm. without bees. Right. And so creation is interactive. It's interdependent Mm -hmm. for existence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it really helps me stop and think about the fact that if that is who God is, that he values interaction. Because I I think when we see his nature, we see what he values. And and whenever I see what God values, I think, well, I should probably value that too. So if God values interaction, then when you think about our lives, I, I mean, unless you are living in a monastery, you're going to be interacting with people and animals and life in, in every possible way. And isn't it true that interaction is really where, um, where you make or break relationships? It, it, inter- yeah. The interactivity uh, that I have with people, for the most part, 
is, is life giving. Mm-hmm. It is life energizing. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we all have those days and those examples of where <laughs> interacting with some people has not been a positive experience. Right, right. But, uh, you know, the, the silliness that we were laughing about earlier, I mean, mm-hmm. that that's life giving right. and it's, it's energizing. And, mm-hmm. and so God is creating creation mm-hmm. to be interactive with mm-hmm what God has already created. Mm-hmm. Those plants that we know, it needs the sun yes. in order to, you know, germinate yeah. stuff. Right. Uh, and it's it's just, yeah, I mean, again, Jeff, I, I love that Jeff keeps saying he's a science nerd, but I'm like, when you just stop and think about some of these simple things, yeah. it, it gets overwhelming. It does. With how many details they, there yes. are. But all we get from the Bible is, oh, God said, let let this do, and, and, it, and it happened. Did. Yeah. But now we examine it and we see um, how brilliant it yeah. is. It, you know, you, you probably heard the story of like if you were a fly on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, you know, you just see what's right under your feet. Yes. But if you are down below it and yeah. now you see the picture, it's like wow. And yeah. and so that's why I like to stop and say, okay, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Because it helps us see the bigger picture of all the detail that God is yeah, doing in creation. Amazing. And along those lines, um, one of the things I talked about is because it's interactive, we, we want to reemphasize because we we talk a lot about what it means to have a relationship with Christ and how it is we, uh, you know, we pray to talk to God and we, yeah. we listen to God is... When God created sky and God was, you know, above and transcendent and high and lifted up, mm-hmm. um, some people can get carried away and have the wrong idea of God mm-hmm. that God's just way out there. Right. And, you know, again, with the sky, we said, even though God is above creation, God is not removed from creation. Yeah. And that's a part of what we see now is that God is close at hand. What we call the transcendence of God must be balanced by the eminence of God. Mm-hmm. And and even when we worship, we do that. Now, I'll be honest with you. There are parts of me that focus on the eminence of God. Right. That uh, a walk with Christ, a relationship with Christ ought to have a deep level of intimacy that mm-hmm. any human kind of relationship at its best would have. Mm-hmm. And yet when we worship, you know, that that's one of the reasons that, that I like to lift my hands when mm-hmm. I worship is because, God, you are so much greater. Yeah. You have done all this, yeah. and yet you care for me. Yeah. And so yeah, you know, I think of some old hymns. You know, there's one, I don't know. If y'all know the hymn, it's called Immortal, mm-hmm. Invisible, God Only Wise. I love that. They used to make long song titles they back did. in the day. Yeah, always the first line of the hymn, usually. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I love that hymn. But then we balance that. And I'm trying to remember the lyrics. Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise, something, something. something magnificent, hid from uh, our eyes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but then we have, you know, what a friend we have in Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. isn't that so, great? So it's not that God is one or the other. God is both yeah. at the same time. And if we get those out of balance and we, you know, if, if we focus too much on eminence, we don't give God the respect and the honor that we ought yeah. to give God. But if all we focus on is that God is high and exalted, we miss the fact that he walks with me and he talks yes. with me. Yes. Oh, and he tells me I am his own. Yeah. We could just quote all kinds of things. We can. But I was actually going to But that's, that's what music does. It is. I mean, it sorry, does. segue, footnote. It sticks yeah, that, right there. That's what it is. It's yeah. to help us 
talk about and share uh, what it means to live this life of faith and yeah. what scripture teaches. Well, and I had actually, while you were talking, I was writing down the lyrics of a song that I, that is very new. It just came out this year that I love. Um, and it's the title of the song is called the son of suffering. And so it's about Jesus suffering. Right. But one of the lyrics says, and, and the singer is talking to God and he says, some imagine you are distant and removed but you've chased us down in merciful pursuit. Wow. And I love that because, um, not, I mean, God could have just kind of been around, you know, if we wanted him to be around, but he, he didn't just say, I'm just going to be present. He actually does pursue us. That's what right. David said in Psalm 23 that, you know, he's, he's pursuing us. And, and I love that whole idea and, and what you're saying with the balance of things is so important because we do need to have that reverence, but we also need to have that connection. And I love it that you brought up raising your hands in worship because this is something I feel that has been a, a point of contention in the church for decades now. Not, and, not St. Andrews. No, but not our church. Church with a capital C. Yeah, the big church. And I, I love it when, uh, I love talking to people who, who struggle with demonstrative worship, like displays um, of affection in worship, because I understand it. I understand the struggle. But when you allow your body to respond in worship i just dropped my pin <laughs> i was gonna say you, you we're, Thanks, we're friends i promise you we're getting better at this when there are strange noises or things that are suddenly you can't see we, right. we do feel the need to explain we to you do. what just happened yeah that's true well I'm, I'm talking with my hands and so i just like threw my pen at jeff sorry jeff <laughs> you know once jeff was playing drums and he threw a drumstick at me at you that's right so i'm just getting back at him for that exactly but this whole idea of raising your hands in worship and allowing your body to express worship yes. the created being to express worship not just with your lips but with your hands is is a pretty powerful thing in fact i remember going from a church growing up um, where my dad was the pastor until I was about 15 in Kansas City and then we moved to Tulsa to a church that was much more charismatic so we were I mean raising your hands was normal and some of us have been in churches where raising your hands is not normal and so Mm -hmm. then you know people were not as free to do it but I remember moving to that church and I didn't realize that that expression of worship for me was going to be so freeing that when I was able to raise my hands and not be held back by it for months while I was there uh, for the first few months, I just cried every time we worshiped because that expression was so powerful. It's not the same for everybody, but if you have not experienced that, our listeners, I would say, give yourself the freedom to express that in worship. Right. Now, if you feel in the midst of that permission to become an aisle runner, we, we might want to discuss <laughs> that just a little bit. You know, Just it, run down the, the left side aisle, <laughs> not the right side aisle. I'm totally fine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, you know, honor and reverence. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and probably some people do use their body more in worship mm-hmm. than they realize it's just not that everybody else sees can it. See it yeah so another point we talked about is when god created the birds and the fish god gives a command to those mm-hmm. creatures and that is be fruitful and multiply right. and obviously the first thought is oh well reproduce you know like mm-hmm. like we've talked about but what 
I also like to point out from that is that God communicates with creation. Again, yeah. God did not remove himself. Um, and, you know, again, the the great old famous hymn, How Great Thou Art, you know, when it says, I hear mm-hmm. the rolling thunder. Mm-hmm. When, when I hear thunder, even if it's scary thunder, you know, mm-hmm. it just reminds me of the awesome power, yeah. the magnificent of God. When I see that flash of lightning uh-huh. in the sky, uh, it, you know, I love at night when we get kind of that electrical storm. And I've always said, that's God's laser light show. Um, God communicates with creation. (laughs) And we see that in different ways. The first way that comes to mind is the burning bush. Yeah. And, you know, I I said, Sunday, if anybody has a burning bush story, come tell me after church. Yeah. Somebody came up to me after church and said, I have a burning bush story. Uh And I said, was the bush consumed? No. And I'm like, Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. Yeah. And tell me. He, he starts digging through his phone mm-hmm. and he shows me this picture. He was at the top of Pikes Peak mm-hmm. and had walked off somewhere by himself. And he looks in the sky toward Kansas, you know, because all things look good to from Kansas. Kansas, right? Exactly. Uh, but <laughs> he he's looking off into the east from Pikes Peak, and there appears, and he captured it on his uh, cell phone camera. There appears to be a figure in the clouds, or and yet it wasn't really a cloudy sky. Yeah, I remember seeing that. But you know, I'm just looking at that, and and was it a burning bush? No, but in trying to make sense of it, that's what he said. He said, "This is my burning bush." Yeah. And I, I looked at that picture, and I'm like, Yeah. If that had been me, yeah. I would have been listening for a trumpet blast yes. because Jesus is coming back. Right. I mean, wow. Yeah. Well, and I remember talking to his wife. She was telling me about it, too. And she said uh, the crazy thing was he was the only one that saw it, mm-hmm. but he was able to capture it on camera. Right. Was he, he was surrounded by some other. I mean, he, he was surrounded by other people. They had kind of gone off. But I think he said when he saw it, he looked to find out if yeah. other people saw it, and they couldn't. And that's when he, he took the picture. snapped the picture. Yeah, it's just so amazing. It, it, was, it was amazing. It really is. Uh, uh, you know, we, we also see the instances in Scripture where God has messengers that we call angels. Yes, and, yes. And, you know, communicates a message through those. You know, I'll never forget, we had a dog for a short period of time because the dog was way had way too much energy and was way too large for us. But it was a... a combination between a husky and a golden retriever so ton of hair and she was beautiful and we loved her for while we had her but anyway we were taking her on a walk in the park in our neighborhood and there was a gentleman that came walking by and we were kind of sitting in the grass with this dog and immediately she got really upset looking at him and just bark 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 you know and you don't really think anything about it because you think "Mm, she just doesn't like other people right so this guy is walking 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 and and she just is mad the whole time we kind of had to hold her back and then he kind of went off and out of sight and then another guy came and started walking and i remember uh thinking oh no she's gonna start Barking, barking again, again yeah. no she we had never seen this guy before in my life she kind of walked a little ways away from us sat and watched him the entire time he he walked by almost like in this reverent like state and then he walked not, off not the i'm protecting my people's not sake, at all. Like yeah the bark. yeah she just was quiet but but had her eye on him the whole time and you know i'm a dog person i love dogs and the way they interact with humans but i do believe that just like god gives us a special sense of being able to sense him and and, right. and express that whole thing with him i do believe he does that with animals as well and it's pretty yeah. cool when you see something like that 
take place. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, there are some animals that are out there that can see magnetic waves, you know, and humans can't, you know. So yes. how God kind of uses that for That's communication with some animals and mm-hmm. part of his creation is pretty amazing, mm-hmm. too. It really is. It really, really is. And that there's no doubt that animals... Um, communicate i mean a barking dog we would get yeah. that uh the somebody told me after the service sunday that uh i don't remember what question i had asked in the sermon but essentially their response was uh oh i think they said i speak dolphinese oh. you know that i said oh the the sonar clicks uh, and yes. everything and they go yeah right. <laughs> and Impressive. so so god does communicate with creation mm-hmm. And the question then is, as created beings, and how do we create with God? Yeah. And and what I always wanted people to know is God wants to communicate with us as mm-hmm. much, if not more, than we need yes. to communicate with God. Um, and one of the questions we couldn't get into was, well, how do you know when God's mm-hmm. communicating with you? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been asked this question a lot, and what I have told people over the years is that just like Jesus said, my sheep will know my voice— I, I love to take that passage of scripture and really dissect it because a sheep does not recognize its shepherd's voice until after a while of it being their shepherd. Right. So it's oh, kind of, that's good. I like that. Well, it's just true. I mean, you think about a shepherd coming up to a new flock of sheep, it's going to be days, if not weeks, before those sheep begin to recognize that as the one that cares for them. So a lot of times in, when people are, are new Christians or new to walking with God, or even if they've been a Christian a long time, but they haven't, they haven't worked out their spiritual ear muscles uh-huh. to hear God. I think for those people, God's voice can sound kind of, I just dropped my pen again. God's but voice. You, can, you did stifle the, the laughter this time. I, <laughs> I just need to let go of the pen. There we go. We're let just going to leave go. it on the table. Uh, but they can, a lot of times those people who are just beginning to hear God's voice, it's almost like a, whoa, like, yeah. oh my gosh, that would, that must've been God. Or they have to go to somebody and say, would this be God? Does that sound like something yeah. God would say? And, and to them, it's like this miraculous event, which it is. But for those of us who are further along in relationship with God, who know the voice of our savior, because we've heard it so often, a lot of times we think to ourselves, oh gosh, we must be taking it for granted because when he speaks to me, I don't have that moment of like, oh my goodness, God has just spoken to me. But the great thing about knowing your your Savior's voice, knowing your shepherd's voice, is that it should become normal. It should become a everyday part of your life. And I remember hearing somebody speak on this at one point, and they talked about the fact that we were created, just like what you're saying, to hear God, right. that we were originally created that way. So being able to hear him is a lot more natural than we often give ourselves credit for. And, and we see in scripture, sometimes when there was a, a preaching, a teaching, a prophecy or something, it was like, uh, let those with ears to hear, yes. hear what the spirit is saying. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and another way that we can all be clear, God speaks to us is through scripture. Yes. Now, Having said that, we believe Scripture is a standard and we pull things out of there that here's what it means. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I do believe that there are times in our lives when we're facing situations and God may speak to us through a Scripture in a way that we've never thought of before Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily wrong. Mm -hmm. I think that's just an assurance of here's how God 
is speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, anyhow, wow, fish, birds, communication, right. interaction. <laughs> uh, this is the amazing thing God has done. Any closing thoughts y'all have today? Any closing thoughts, Jeff? Well, uh, just uh, the, the only thing I've got, you know, is you know how God kind of speaks to me through his creation mm-hmm. you know one of my favorite things when me and steph were kind of talking about this uh earlier mm-hmm. you know uh sitting out on the porch you know with your morning coffee watching mm-hmm. the sunrise and, oh, and yeah. you know all that fun stuff so i mean yeah. just the amount of communication that he does mm-hmm. in the many different ways yeah. you know definitely people be attentive and i think and that's catch on to that. so true in fact when one of our interns was speaking to our youth just this past week and we were talking about how to hear God and one of the points she made in her message was that one way to hear God is to focus on him Mm -hmm. and I thought that was so simple and yet so profound it's taking those opportunities like having your morning coffee on the front porch to take time you can choose whatever you want to think about in every single moment so if you choose to focus on God you're choosing to participate in that interaction. Um, when he was saying that, I was immediately taken to a balcony overlooking mm. some trees, watching the sun come up and hearing the birds sing. And I yes. thought, I wonder if the birds are singing to God. Mm. You know, yeah, are, are they singing sure. to each other? Is that their morning praise? What is it? Yes. Well, friends, you can tell we have a lot of different thoughts. And the more you ponder creation, the more thoughts you're likely to have about who God is and what God is like. And we believe that God is good. And that's why creation is good, because God cannot create something that contradicts his own nature and character and we appreciate you listening every week please please know if if you ever have suggestions for how we can improve this we would love to hear those suggestions again uh, stephanie gave a quick plug i don't know if you heard it but we are actually looking at trying to start videoing the podcast as well as uh, just audio recording and so you can watch for that we hope that is coming soon and we also would just remind you that if you're looking for a place to be a spiritual home St. Andrews is a church with a mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ that seeks to be a loving caring overcoming community of faith that is centered in that relationship with Christ 815 every Sunday is our uh, traditional service with more traditional hymns and acts of worship and then our regular worship is at 9 30 10 50 we would love to see you then god bless have a good day hey friends d.a bennett st andrews community united methodist church i want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our youtube channel again it's under the church's name and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe it'll work for you. God bless you.